Welcome to the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast, where we break down Bendis' iconic run on Ultimate Spider-Man, issues 1 through 160, and Earth 1610. I'm Zach, and with me as always is part-time grad student, full-time heartthrob, Johnny O. Wow, thanks. <laughs> These are really getting very complimentary. <laughs> I've got some meaner ones. I'll, I'll start sprinkling okay. those in. <clears throat> Zach, I've got some bad news right as the pod started. I can't see your shining face again. Yeah, we're having some Can you see me? troubles. Can I, you see me? Sort of. You're like a still picture. So this is clearly a, a heartthrob Johnny O problem, I think we've figured out over here. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think, I think one of my cats unplugged the Ethernet cable that I plugged in. <laughs> do we want to start over i'm gonna see i'm gonna i'm gonna go see really quickly that doesn't seem to be the case so i don't know i mean i i mean what what do you think the people would want i think surely we they wouldn't on. want us to start over and and miss out on this <laughs> i think the only way through is forward Okay, and let's just hope it gets better. I am still plugged into the Ethernet cable, so I, I really don't know why it's not working. I obviously need AT&T. If only a damn door-to-door sale... If it, you know what? If a door-to-door salesman came to my house right now, Zach, I'd probably switch. Yeah. I'm, I'm that upset about it. The, everyone within a 10-mile radius just started running towards you. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, I haven't fed yeah. my family in two yeah. days. I need a sale. <laughs> yeah. Funny you guys, when you guys hear the doorbell ring. Yeah. That's funny because I was actually back over that way where our office used to be when we were door-to-door salesmen. And yeah, I that's true. Yep. a picture of it earlier. Yep. Oh, what I wouldn't kill to have been pounding the pavement out there. <laughs> uh in December, you know, that's that's where owners are made. Yep, that's true. Yeah. That's true, and that's why we're potting instead. Yeah, I, I could have been running my own scam business by now <laughs> if I had just stuck with it. Damn it. Um, okay, so how was your week? How have you been since we last spoke? Um, I've been good. You're going to get mad at me, but I haven't watched Doctor Who yet, but I know I, I still need to. Well, that's well, that's okay because we aren't we aren't talking about it yet. That's so, true. I've still got some time. Although although you know, I was thinking of this the other day and by pushing our Doctor Who episode back, we're really missing out on some sweet sweet um what's it called? Like timing, you know. Oh, Cause, yeah, cuz SEO uh, what, SEO purposes, yeah, exactly. Like, because you know, a lot of people were probably, you know, talking about Doctor Who, but they will be again after the Christmas special. So I still think we'll we'll hit our SEO goals. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, fandom that's existed for sixty years is just going to go away two weeks after yeah. the special <laughs> that's episodes. True. That's true. Um, yeah, you're going to hate me for this, but I've been actually thinking, uh. So we, we need to do the Doctor Who special, and that's coming out this month. And then we also probably should do a Christmas special since we did a Thanksgiving special. De- I mean, definitely. We have to do a Christmas special. And then we're also, at that point, we're talking three weeks from oh, now. Oh, no. We're also <laughs> right up on our one-year anniversary of the pod. So yeah, 
we might be busy coming up here soon. Unless okay. you want to change your mind about whether um, bonus episodes can be their own week. No. No, I, I don't. Uh, gosh, it's just like, it's not a bonus, though. If it's... <laughs> it just isn't. So, no, I'm not going to change my mind on that. I'm going to stand pat. And I have Christmas break coming up, so I'll have the time. He'll be busier true. than I'll be these next three weeks. That is fair. I was thinking, hell yeah, I get, like, Christmas Eve that I can kind of, I can edit and I can do stuff. And uh, No, I'll be off work and I'll be off of, uh, I'll be between semesters for for my grad stuff. So I'll be well, very free. Well, good. I'll be the one getting put out. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Okay, well, I'm fine with that. I appreciate you sticking to your morals, even though it means twice as of much course. work. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you. You know, you could just make an executive decision that bonus episodes don't count, or that they do count. And, you know, then I'd be sticking to my morals, and we wouldn't have to do two episodes three weeks in a row. Oh, that's what you want from me? Well, I mean, you know, no. To no. say this is a dictatorship? No. <laughs> No, that's that's not what I want. No. Okay. Well, good. Um, you heard it here, folks. You're getting bonus episodes and the regular episodes because we yep. love you like that. Yep. Um, and because I have two weeks off. <laughs> and that. And then our birthdays are coming up. Okay. Let me think here. I think I would have definitely known that yours was in January. Is it the 21st? Oh, so close. It's the 6th. See, oh, okay. See, the 21st is Omaha's birthday. And it's my buddy Billy Coon's birthday. (laughs) I think we talked about this on a very early episode, because that's how I knew that we both had birthdays in January. (laughs) So Logshead listeners will know when my buddy Billy Coon's birthday was before this episode. Um, But I guess that's not yours, which I thought maybe it was also yours. And yep. that's also the day of the uh, AFC Championship game that we have definitely talked about. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So January sixth, I'll try to remember that one also. Yeah, it's the day of the insurrection. You know, so twenty twenty one, my that's birthday true. party got okay. a little now, out of hand. Now I won't forget it. Now I won't yeah. forget it. Yeah. That's oh, that's why you invited me to come to DC, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't make that party. Yeah, that's what that yeah. was about. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I do remember you you buying up face paint. Okay, that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> Are you clicking something? Yeah, I was. Sorry, I stopped. Okay, you're good. It was a pencil. Um, so do you know when my birthday is? I'm going to say the 15th. Nope, it's the 11th. Okay. It's okay that you don't know, by the way. I was closer I to yours. yours. I wouldn't have expected you to know. Yeah. Well, I figured I had a 1 in 31 shot, so I should just guess. Yeah, that's true. You're pretty close for 1 out of 31. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what about you? Have you you got anything going on this week? Well, I had two I went to two little kid basketball games today. One yeah. of which I coached and one of which I just went and watched. And in the first one, it was the eighth graders, and it was their A team. And um, 
You know, I, I was texting my cousin because one of her kids is on the opposing team and 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 she was there also, obviously. So before the game, I was texting her and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for you guys. Like, Pius really needs to be put in their place, these eighth graders. And um, they definitely got put in their place. They got ran out of the gym. But but it it was bad. It would have been better if it was closer. They didn't need to get that put in their place, you know. <laughs> So, Zach, I really don't like not being able to see you. I know. I'm sorry. Maybe when we throw it over to the Better Business Bureau, I'll try to leave and come back and see if that helps. Okay. Uh, okay. So now and then I... the game we coached in, I, uh, we, we won. We won pretty handedly. It was awesome. Okay. So the game you didn't coach in was the one where you had family playing. <laughs> where it was also Yes. Your I, had, I had Pius on the opposite team of my school. Okay. So I was so I was rooting for them anyways, you know. I was wondering like what would have led you to stick around for a different children's basketball game, but that makes sense. Yeah, they were playing against like my I guess that would be my second cousin, right? My cousin's kid. That's I my be- second cousin. I believe so, yeah. Okay. Well, yep. cool. Very cool stuff, very exciting life I live, Zach. Yep. Uh, um, um, go on. Do I don't go on. Nah, man, I don't got anything. I'm just, I don't know. I'm over here wrapping presents. I'm, I'm excited to talk about these issues. The like, <clears throat> there are some weeks where I come in and I'm like, oh, I wonder if John watched this movie. That'll be like the highlight of our conversation this week. I think the issues are the highlight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can we can go ahead and get into it. And then uh, I'm going to leave and, and I'm going to and hopefully hopefully when you come back from the ad listeners, hopefully I'll be able to see Zach. All right. Let's throw it over to the Better Business Bureau and get into these issues. Every business right. says yep, they're back. better. Yep, we're back. And I just told Zach I'm not even going to mention it again. Seal, that, back it up. <laughs> that our videos it not instantly identifies businesses not even that, that one time just now. With integrity, no. Honoring promises. Certainly not again after. Truth. <laughs> Makes you wonder why every business okay, doesn't have it. Okay, issue 80. So look for it. And 81. looking out for you. That's why and, it's the uh, sign of a better business. And find a better business anytime at BBB.org. It's a continuation of the issue we did uh, last week, the second issue that was uh, the introduction of Hammerhead, and he's moving in on the Kingpin's turf, and we saw Moon Knight yes. attack Spider-Man at the end. That's right. Moon Knight. So, yep. So that's where we're picking up. Um, it's written by Bendis, penciled by Bagley, inked by Hannah, colored by Smith, lettered by Iliopolis. You know them. Our friends. <laughs> you know him. You love him. Uh, we open on Danny Rand, the Iron Fist, in his parole hearing at Rikers Island. And we find out he was sentenced six months for the incident in Ultimate Spider-Man issue one half, where he attacked someone with his Iron Fist, but now is being released after four months for good behavior. John, you you remember that issue? Um, I remember that we saw him. And we've met him before, but, but no, I do not, I did not remember what happened. That was the one that, uh, we, we had physically ordered and shipped to us. What? Why did we get something ordered and shipped? Wait. It was the one that was, uh, it was exclusive (laughs) with Wizard Magazine and we had to like buy it on eBay. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah. yeah. So most people wouldn't know who this guy is or what happened with him. But if you listen to our podcast, you do and you did. Yeah. And if you can use context clues, then you'll figure it out. Pretty, you know, right. I didn't not- remember what happened in that, but I'm like, oh, okay. Iron Fist punched a guy and now he's in jail. And, yeah. and, and this is Iron Fist. They kind of give it to you, but the story is not on Marvel Unlimited. So that's where that's where our value as a public service yeah, true. comes yeah, in. Yeah, sorry I actually tried I like downplayed our value. Yeah. Um and he explains his whole deal again, which is like he harnesses his chi or life force or whatever into his fist and then can punch really hard. And he says anyone can do it. And I'm just not sure that that's true. <laughs> yeah. He, they, they're like, oh, so you have powers? And he's like, I have an ability. You could do it, too, if you practiced. <laughs> uh, and it, they're like, okay, promise you won't use it on anyone else again, and we'll let you out. And he's like, okay, I promise. And we cut to Spider-Man on a rooftop fighting Moon Knight. And this is the continuation of... Um, last issue and the warehouse that hammerhead just blew up is still burning across the street from them and moon knight is choking spider-man saying you people are destroying my city and it stops now he believes spider-man causes all of the problems that he responds to and peter tries to tell him i just got here i didn't do anything and moon knight's like i read the papers I know what's up. Did he say that? Does he say that? That he, like, he doesn't say about him in the papers. Yeah. He doesn't say, I know what's up, but he, he's like, I read the papers. I know what your deal is. You, you're a menace. Oh my gosh, dude. Aren't you like a superhero? Shouldn't you be like, shouldn't he know better than, than this? <laughs> um, and Peter kicks moon Knight off of him and the two start fighting and Peter remarks that Moon Knight is really fast. He says, I'm really fast, and your fast is nearly faster than my fast. So is Moon Knight, um, is it, it, does he, like, know that he's Moon Knight, or is it like the TV show where he, like, blacks out and becomes Moon Knight, and then, like, you know, wakes up and has no idea what, what's going on? Do you know? It- it's hard to tell here because this is the ultimate universe. So he could function differently and we just don't know. Cause I, I don't even know if he yeah, appears if in other okay. ultimate titles. This oh, might okay. just be like his debut in that universe. Okay. Um, but I think just from remembering when I've read this series before, we will eventually get more of like an inside look into his psyche. Oh, in this series. Yeah. Oh, cool. I thought you were saying he doesn't come back again. No, I'm saying this is his first appearance. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, and so Peter starts making fun of Moon Knight for wearing white in a superhero fight and tells him he's going to get filthy. And we see Elektra watching them from a rooftop above. Remember, Elektra was the reason... Peter swung up to that roof anyways. He like saw her and he was like, wait a minute. I know that lady. Yep. So she's watching them and she calls someone and updates them on what's happening. And 
Moon Knight throws his crescent-shaped blades at Peter, and Peter catches them with his webs and asks, Hey, do you make these yourself, or do you special order them? And Moon Knight says, Those are mine. And Peter says, Until you threw them at me, now they're mine. I, th- I thought that was funny. That's like yeah. dealing with a little <laughs> child. Yeah. Um, And the cops arrive at the scene, and Peter says, Cool, the police are here to shoot at me. And he jumps off the roof and says, you know what, Moonbeam? It just occurred to me. I can, like, leave. And so he swings away into the night. And we see a big full page of the Daily Bugle that says, Moon Man Cometh, with a photo of Moon Knight. And the side story is about Silvermane's death. And I'm sure, just like me, this immediately made you think of... The Nightman Cometh from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Uh, both of those are references to the Iceman Cometh. I know, which is mentioned in this. Yes. But uh, I'll never not think <clears throat> the Nightman Cometh whenever I yeah. see this. Okay, so this whole... I This seems like it was really just, like, thrown in. Like, I don't see a point to this whole encounter with Moon Knight apart from, like... I guess let's just introduce Moon Knight, you know? I think that's it. We already were gearing up between, like, something with, like, Elektra and Spider-Man, because Kingpin, like, sends her after him, and then and then Moon Knight just shows up, and they fight for, like, six pages, and then Spider-Man's like, why am I doing this? And it's like, we don't know, man. <laughs> this is... It's... A hallmark of the superhero genre. Whenever two superheroes meet for the first time, they have yep. to fight over some misunderstanding or just. Yep. It, they, you know, it's like cats. You put them in a room together, and their first reaction is to fight. There's the that podcast I listen to, the Weekly Planet. They always say they punch for a bit, and then they're mates. <laughs> yep. So true. Um, okay, the second thing about this big comic or this big page on the Daily Bugle, not the Moon Man cometh, but it's all gibberish. It couldn't have been that much work to just put in actual text. Oh my god, you're trying to read the story and it's like in tiny grayed out font and it's it looks like Latin. It 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 does. Some of the words do look like they could be from a language, but others do not. Others are like just definitely not real words. So that is funny. I hadn't even noticed. Yeah. So we got them. I think. Well, I have a theory about this page because this isn't something that we see often in this series. It's just oh, let's just get a random page. It, that's instead of story, it's what's literally on the Daily Bugle front page. And it looks like, if I had to guess, they were on a time crunch. They were like, let's fill this with a p- picture we've already drawn of Moon Knight, a picture we've already drawn of Silvermane, and make it look like it's the cover of a of a newspaper. Because yeah. it doesn't really contribute to the story. It just adds to the page length. <clears throat> I think that... This was, like, all about, like, introducing Moon Knight. And it's one of those things where it's, like, 
you know, like he's here, you know, bang. And it's like a full page. It's like a front page ad, you know, like Moon Moon Knight is here, you know. And it's it's almost like for the readers to be like, you know, the Moon Knight comic is here. I think that's more what it's trying to do. It's like, you know, like grand opening. Moon Knight is, is Moon Knight's coming. That sounds so funny that it, it that that's what they're doing for moon knight not captain america not that's what I, that's exactly what Iron i thought Man. of i was like this would be a perfect one for like captain america that'd be great <laughs> yeah like an a-lister yeah um and so our next scene is set in the daily bugle office where ben urich comes up to j jonah jameson and robbie to tell them he figured out who owned the warehouse that burned down. John, are you still there? No, I'm here. I'm okay. here. I lost your picture. Um, yep. Zach, we, we said we weren't going to mention the, the uh, video issues. <laughs> you said that. I made no such promise. Yep, that's true. Um, and he tells them it was owned by a shell company of a shell comp- company owned by Fisk Enterprises. And so they start talking about how Silvermane was killed, too. And they have the sense that something's up. And Jameson says something about Moon Man. And Peter, who's walking by, corrects him and says Moon Knight. And Jonah's like, what did you just say? And Peter's like, oh, uh, some kids at my school said that his name is actually Moon Knight. Okay, so you know what this kind of proves? Is that what? when Peter is like being, I guess we probably already knew this, but in the fight, Peter keeps calling Moon Knight Moonbeam, you know, and yes. then here we get clarification that no, Peter did know his name. He was just like being mean and he funny. was trolling. Yeah, he was trolling. Yes, Zach. <laughs> perfect. Yep. Um, and Jameson kind of repeats it to himself. He's like, hmm, Moon Knight. And then he goes, nah, Moon Man's funnier. Now go away. <laughs> I love that. I love J. Jonah Jameson. Classic Jameson. And uh, Peter goes back to his desk and thinks about how that wasn't very smooth of him. And he almost blew his secret identity. And I'm thinking, no, I don't think th- no that way. would have been their first, uh, yeah. their first guess. Yeah. Hey, this kid is calling Moon Knight something else. He's calling Moon Man Moon Knight. He must be Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of leaps of logic. <laughs> yeah. The, Jonah doesn't care about you that much, Peter. He's You walk <laughs> out of the room and he's already done thinking about yeah. you. Yeah, that's true. Um, And just then Aunt May calls him and asks if he skipped school that day. And Peter says yes. And she tells him he can't do that and ask if it was um, because of his breakup with Mary Jane. And he says yes. And then Aunt May says they'll talk about this when she gets home from her wine class. John, I had forgotten this, but we've established before that she was in a wine club, and now she's in a wine class. She, she do- Yeah, okay, I didn't know that it changed from like club to class, but I know that she's always doing wine stuff, and I, I did think that this was a very funny, like, we always praise Aunt May for being like a great parental figure. And today she's like, you skipped school? Okay, we'll talk about this after wine club. You know, I've got to go get drunk. 
<laughs> I can't drive back to the house right now, but when I do, boy, are you in trouble. Yeah. Um, um, but Peter's obviously, he's a good kid, so if he wants to skip every now and then. I, I think it's fine. more than every now and then. But yeah. also, it makes me wonder, is she one of those people who, like, has all of the home decor that's like, glass of wine, don't mind if I do. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking when she, like, when, when the, she said this. I was like, oh my gosh, she's like one of those, like, wine moms. <laughs> just like, it's wine o'clock. <laughs> don't talk to me till I've had my morning Zinfandel. <laughs> Uh, um, and so they hang up and May says to herself, stop running away from your life, just like your father. Uh, and ouch. What? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't know what his father ran away from, but interesting. And also like, you know, Peter just like skipped school. He's still like at work. Yeah. It's not like he's like blowing it off to I don't know do nothing. Right. Just thought I thought that this was a little out of character for May, you know? I think she's just getting she, fed she, up with she him. She has she obviously hasn't had her wine yet. So she's just a little bit uh testy. Or maybe she did have her wine and she gets mad when she drinks. That's true. Yep. Maybe. Uh <laughs> And poor Uncle Ben. (laughs) A glass. You know what I'm saying? What? No. (laughs) Pour him a glass? Yes. No. I still don't get it. (laughs) You said poor Uncle Ben, like P-O-O-R. I'm saying it like P-O-U-R. Now that's funny, Zach. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'm sorry that I didn't get that. Because I had to explain it. No, that's... Sometimes that's the that's the mark of a really good joke is one that cuts so thinly that you know you've got to explain it to people. What was the I did one of those this morning. Oh yeah, we were in a car with someone uh and we were giving them directions cuz they're not from my hometown and we were telling them, "Yeah, turn there." And they're like, "Is this a lane?" And we were like, "Yes, that's a lane." And I said, "That's Elaine. I already know what you're." I said, saying. "And that's Jerry, and that's Kramer." <laughs> and Shiloh was like, "What?" And we had to explain it to her. And then she was like, "Oh, that's funny." And I was oh, like, "Oh yeah, see, apparently so- not, because it didn't make sense until no way until then. just because just because I missed the joke didn't make it not funny." All right. Well, thank listeners, you, listeners. For- right in, tell Zach that that was a funny joke. Yeah, that's what I need. Butter up my ego. That's it. It's it was not as good of a joke as the that's that's Elaine. That's Jerry. That's Kramer. That's a really funny joke. I would have gotten that one immediately. The more people tell me I'm funny, the more I'm just going to be encouraged to start another podcast. And no one needs that. <laughs> you got to save it all for this one. Yeah, keep me in check. Don't don't boost me up too much. I'll, okay, I'll listeners, try... write him. Tell Zach that wasn't funny. I'll end up trying stand up and I'll bomb and become the Joker. <laughs> now that would be funny. <laughs> um, and where the hell am I in my note? <laughs> Peter overhears Ben Yerick on the phone asking if Wilson Fisk would like to comment about the fire at his warehouse. And Peter's like, oh, cool. That was 
the Kingpin's warehouse. I'm going to go investigate now that I know where to look. And so he suits up and goes to Fisk Tower. And he's thinking about how badly he wants to put the Kingpin behind bars. And uh, he swings onto the roof to try and sneak into the building. And an access door to the roof opens. And we see Electra standing in the doorway. And she says, Mr. Fisk would like to speak with you. And Peter looks shocked and just stands there silently for a moment before saying, you promise you won't try to kill me? And Electra says, not until Mr. Fisk tells me to. So he's kind of surprised. He's like, <clears throat> thought he was going to catch him with their pants down. And then they just let him right in. Do you read Electra's words with any type of accent? No. Do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you hear her as? Um, I mean, I I'm not, I'm certainly not a linguist here, but maybe like a like Russian slash like Middle Eastern accent or something. Okay, those are two different accents. Well, but they've got this. <laughs> I just told you I'm not a linguist, Zach. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I'd say it's a cross between Brazilian and Thailand. So, well, I don't know. Maybe I do like both. Maybe it from <laughs> obviously she, those are similar in my head, I guess. She's changing accents mid conversation to yeah. you. Yeah, I, I would say more like Russian. I probably this is the accent that I that I like read. Okay, which I'm not gonna try to do. So don't even ask. You know why I think that is? Why? Because she's just an archetypical like badass lady. Like she seems like a Black Widow type character. Not even probably. just. Marvel Black Widow, but like the concept of a Black Widow. <clears throat> yeah, I probably just don't think that American women can be badass like that. Well, it's not that. It's that Bus. like <laughs> Russian women have to be badass like that. Like, <laughs> there, yeah, there was true. a certain point in fiction where to be a Russian woman, you were like a Soviet spy, and that's that was just your character. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, but that that's how I read her saying that, you know, all of her lines. I was just wondering, you know. I can see it. Um, and uh, my note just says famous page number 16. You don't have to have read Ultimate Spider-Man to have seen this. It makes its rounds on the internet every so often, and it never stops being funny. So Peter is going down an elevator with Elektra. And, you know, she, let's call it what it is. She's a good-looking lady, and uh, she's she's feeling herself. She's sh showing some skin in her um, costume. <laughs> and they're just going down the elevator in silence, and he keeps kind of looking over at her, and then she'll look at him, and he'll look away. And he tries to, like, start conversation, and he says, uh, what was your name again? And she just goes, stop staring at them. And he's like, what? No, what? I was... And then he just gets quiet. And she smiles at the reader. Oh, Peter. Uh, boy he's, was... He's still a 16-year-old boy. That boy was diabolically horny. <laughs> he's wearing a mask that covers his eyes. And instead of just using his peripheral vision to look around, he cranks his head and lowers his neck to stare right at them. <laughs>
Um, wow, well, I did not know that this was a famous panel. Actually, I've never seen that before. What did you think of this when you read it? Um, I mean, the same things we just said. I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, yeah, you know, he's he's a kid. This is this is what a sixteen year old kid would do. <laughs> funny enough, it's like one of the rare on page acknowledgments from like a comic book about how sexualized the women's costumes always are because like a lot yeah. of times just no one comments on it it's like the <laughs> you men... know i'm sure that that's even like that's like probably subtext to this is I'm like directed so. directed to the reader also you know stop it's... staring at them well yeah because she even looks at the reader she kind of breaks the fourth wall there at the end <laughs> but it's... then but then you know the reader could very easily say Okay, well then stop drawing your female heroes with like insane proportions with no clothes on. If yeah. you you know. Yeah. You're that's the one true. who's you're the one who's drawing the characters. But also, well, I don't know, Bendis wrote this, but he wouldn't that's have been the true. one drawing it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe Bagley just really likes drawing boobs. I'm sure it's fun. Um and then maybe editorial is like this is what sells. You got to keep doing it. Yeah. But it is so funny how, like, everywhere else, the men are wearing, like, head-to-toe costumes or armor or something, and then the women are in, like, lingerie, and it's just never mentioned, except for kind of this this panel. Yeah. Anyways, so, uh, Peter is escorted into a conference room where the kingpin is waiting for him, eating pizza, and he offers Peter a slice and tells him to sit down. And I noticed an Easter egg here, John. Yes. The cup that he's drinking out of says DeFalco Pizza. Do you know what that's a reference to? DeFalco Pizza. Um, DeFalco. No, I don't. I am guessing, I would almost be sure that that's a reference to Tom DeFalco who used to write Spider-Man and then was like an editor with Marvel. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that is. So I don't know if him and Bendis are buddies or if this was just like a nice you catch know, game respects game kind of thing, but I thought that was fun. <laughs> you know what? I just noticed looking at the cup. What? So the cup probably says jumbo DeFalco pizza. But because of how it is, it kind of looks like it says Dumbo DeFalco. So maybe they aren't buds. And oh. Maybe this is Bendis taking a shot. <laughs> the plot thickens. Yeah. Who well, knows? There's layers. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Kingpin offers Peter a slice and uh, Fisk asks Peter why he thinks people hate him. And he holds up a copy of the Daily Bugle that says Spider-Man Menace right next to Fisk Bales Out Library. And again, are you going to do are you going to do the the Kingpin voice? Oh, I don't think I have a Kingpin voice, but I'm I'm wondering. Okay, I have the line that I want you to do it in. OK, OK. I'm you wondering if these panels. Edition. Yeah. were just meant to be like easy plug in panels because it's it's a just a newspaper with the little tiny photos that are probably reused images. So I'm thinking the art might've been late on this issue, but, um, uh, but okay. 
but it's like, but he's showing him with a reason, you know, like this is very kingpin, right? He's like, look, everyone hates you. Like, there's good reason to be showing him a picture of the paper, I think. So I, I don't think it's like, you know, just thrown in there because the artwork was late. Okay, I've got, but I, but I don't know. I've got a wild theory that okay. I'm going to throw out there that I just realized. So last episode was about Hammerhead, and we kept getting references to TiVo, right? This yes. issue is I about... I can't wait to hear this theory. ...is about Kingpin, and we keep getting references to print the newspaper. Paper. Yep. So it's almost like it's the old way of doing things versus the new way of doing things. It's like tried and true print media versus like new video technology and exactly that's that's actually very interesting Uh kingpin versus his up and coming like this guy who's trying to take his crown wow that's actually i wonder if you I, i wonder if they even just thought of that but that's a that's a really good uh like tie in cause the wow TiVo thing was really heavy-handed and felt weird, and then the, <laughs> the focus on newspapers this issue also really stands out. Yeah. Gosh. Our listeners are lucky. I say it every week. Dude, we need to start a Patreon and save these good ideas for it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, then you'll get the good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Ready for the voice? Okay, so, yeah. I've got it. I've already got a line for you to do. Oh, okay. I think it's a funny one. So you see the panel. You see the panel next to the picture, where Peter says, "What do you want to talk about?" Many things. I have many questions, many topics. <laughs> so, why do you think they hate you? This is pretty good. That's pretty good. Kind of hurts my throat. I know it does. Um. And a then good, a good kingpin voice should hurt your throat. <laughs> it's the price you pay for for being at the top. Yep. Um, and he says, "The people you risk your life for every day. Why do you think they hate you?" <laughs> I just said that, but it was in my notes, so I said it again. <laughs> and Peter says, "I know why." It's because I run a criminal empire and cloak it in charity work and quote-unquote legitimate businesses and try to sell myself as something I'm not. No, wait, that's you. And Kingpin says, No, they hate you because they don't want your help. You remind them of how weak and unspecial they are. I just don't know if this is true. I feel like like maybe Kingpin thinks this or maybe he just doesn't even think this like this all seems like baloney to me i couldn't follow his argument here because he says they hate spider-man for how because he shows them how weak and unspecial they are and then he goes on to say they need kingpin because he reminds them of how weak and unspecial they are and they they like that they like yeah, but kingpin gives them i think it's because kingpin like gives them money you know like because he says they get to they get to collect a check from me. Like, but so, it still was a, a strange comparison to draw. Yeah. Um, I just had to take a drink of water. Cause that Kingpin voice is no joke. <laughs> Peter says, even if that's true, he doesn't care. He's still going to help people. 
And Kingpin gives Spider-Man a picture of Hammerhead and tells him this is the man who killed Silvermane and blew up that warehouse. And Fisk says since the federal prosecutors are watching him, he can't get involved. But he warns Spider-Man that Hammerhead is making a play on his territory, and he's even worse than Kingpin is. He says Hammerhead is notoriously antisocial, even in the criminal underworld. And Hammerhead will kill and steal and try to become the next big mob boss. And Kingpin won't do anything to stop him, so it's Spider-Man's responsibility, too. And he says, This is the man who will be herding the sheep you have sworn to protect. And Peter says he's not going to help Kingpin take out the com- his competition. And uh, Kingpin kind of admits that he has Peter in a conundrum, where in this situation, the good of the people and the good of the Kingpin are the same thing. And Fisk says, The fact that stopping him helps me should be beside the point. You're the hero. You're supposed to be above such petty things. And Peter once again says, I'm not helping you. And Kingpin just says, Go see for yourself. And we get a mostly silent page of Kingpin smiling while Peter thinks. Hmm. What do you think, Zach? I really like this. Um, you know, we always talk about the, like, the Peter Parker Spider-Man dilemma where it's like he has to choose between something that benefits his personal life and something that, you know, is for the good of the people as mm-hmm. Spider-Man. And I think this is a really interesting, different, uh, like, inner conflict to put him in where yeah. this is a criminal who he hates who absolutely should be behind bars who he would never want to help but he's right that if he doesn't there's you know there's someone bigger and badder on the way to to fill the vacuum yeah but okay so i guess is he actually bigger and badder though I mean, yeah, that's the question. We're just taking Kingpin's word for exactly, it here. Exactly. But he, but he probably is. It's he blew more up that nice warehouse. Yeah, it's more interesting to think that he is, like, to believe that he's a sociopath and Kingpin. But it's also more interesting to think that Kingpin can deal with his problems himself, and this feels like just his way of dealing with the problem. Like, this is like, like. I don't believe for one second that if Spider-Man doesn't do anything, Kingpin's not going to handle this problem himself, you know? Yeah. Um, It kind of, it also makes Kingpin feel cooler, like, as a villain. Like, this is like a uh, uh, Palpatine-esque machination. This is like, I am going to use the hero, use their, like desire to do good i'm gonna use the situation and whatever they do i'm gonna come out on top they're they're going to be drawn to do the right thing which also benefits me and if they don't then you know that's a failing on their part and i've still kind of beat them in a way it it feels very calculated by him and um you know it makes me like him more as like a like an intellectual villain, you know, he's yeah. not just, 
he's not just bullying other people to have like this unseen mob that follows his directions. It's like he's actually putting Spider-Man in like a checkmate. Yeah. Um or at least a check. Okay. I don't yeah. know chess. Thanks for thanks <laughs> for deadly. Yeah. I'm playing checkers over here. <laughs> um yeah, I, I thought that this was a really good one too. Uh it's always fun watching Kingpin chew up some scenery. But the Moon Knight stuff felt pretty out of place, which we talked about, and the Iron Fist stuff at the beginning also, you know, had had no payoff, which isn't that big of a deal when you read the issues like us where we read one and then we can read the next. But when nothing happens for a month, why why are we even putting like Iron Fist in at the the first couple pages of this? Why not just save it for next issue when he's actually going to come back? Don't you, you know? think that would be so much worse to start a story arc and you haven't kind of prepped at all? Oh, Iron Fist is going to come into this and then he just shows up. I think you want to lay at no, least be- a little bit of groundwork. Um Okay. I I mean what you're saying is correct but 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 I don't agree with but but <laughs> there's no reason that that groundwork can't be laid you know Iron Fist gets out of jail and then okay I mean that's fine that's exactly what happened though Yeah he, he didn't he, waste a bunch of our time Yeah so we could have just seen him you know the next the next issues only 19 pages those first two pages could have been iron fist getting out of jail i guess i don't uh, know okay i, I like yeah, this one that but big of a deal i yeah. get what you're saying definitely i agree the moon knight stuff came across as filler um i think the whatever jameson line oh where he's like um no nah, moon man's funnier now get out like that yeah. was great uh, Kingpin had some bars. The elevator scene is funny um, and maybe insightful, depending on how you want to look at it. How much of you, how much you think it's a critique of the comics industry versus just a funny yeah. scene. A lot of subtext in this issue. Yeah, I'm going to give it eight and a half out of ten slices of Jumbo DeFalco's pizza. Okay, wow, that sounds really tasty. Um I will give it eight out of ten slices of Jumbo Falcon's pizza. DeFalco. DeFalco's pizza. Yeah. Speaking of Jumbo pizzas, you know, there's a pretty good deal going on at Papa John's. Not that we're getting sponsored, but it's called the Shacaroni, and it's like a Jumbo's ah. And I wouldn't bring it up except I I just went out and got one before we hopped on, and I had a couple slices. You know what I just de- I just decided in the span of us talking about pizza right now? That you're going to order some when we get off? I'm not going to order some, but I am going to go and make the Kirkland's frozen pizza in my Ooh, freezer. Ooh, nice. What's kind? Like, just Kirkland brand. No, but Pe- I mean like... Pepperoni. Pe- nice. That's the best pizza. That's what the shakaroni is. I've been getting into Hawaiian pizza lately. I never thought Hawaiian I'd be that pizza guy. Hawaiian pizza is really good. It is so good. I like pineapple on pizza, and I don't care who knows it. We're pineapple on pizza people, and we're proud. Yeah. So shove off. Dude, with a little bit of barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce 
on pizza is my favorite kind of pizza. Dude, I became a more enlightened Dude, man a when nice, I started a nice eating barbecue, pizza. A nice barbecue, barbecue Hawaiian pizza. Oh my god. Amazing. Maybe a little bit of ranch. Like, one bite with barbecue, the next bite with ranch. Okay, you've lost me. But... <laughs> but but you can have ranch dude i became a more enlightened man when i started eating ranch with pizza do you do pan- ranch and pizza rolls i don't really like ranch that much are you even from the midwest i'm, I'm a very visual eater and i don't like the way it looks same with like anything white like i can't eat mayonnaise or or like cream cheese even i don't really like if it's like regular cream cheese i like love strawberry cream cheese but something about i I just doesn't do it for me growing up all my friends ate ranch on everything and i was kind of a picky eater and i just had not tried it and i was like uh sounds gross and then in high school they all got me on a ranch kick and it was like started anything chicken pizza pizza rolls uh, Probably the one, the one place that I will consistently eat ranch. It's like the only place is if Buffalo Wild Wings. They just have some good ranch and and dunking the wings on them. But yeah, I'm usually not a ranch guy. Okay, I'm gonna say something that only applies to a very small portion of our webheads. <laughs> if you live somewhere that has it, it's on the it's in California, and there's one in Vegas now. Um, and I'm hoping they expand. I'm hoping they eventually come to the Midwest. Plant Power Fast Food. It's a vegan place. Um, and it's so good. I'm not a vegan, and I will go out of my way. Anytime I'm somewhere that has one, like, I, I will get an Uber 45 minutes to go get Plant Power if if I know that there's one within what you know. is what is so good about it if it's <laughs> vegan burgers um so I actually like their chicken better than the burgers they have like a fake chicken where I think they've cracked the recipe to getting all the huh. benefits of the taste of real chicken but it feels lighter on your stomach you feel better after Ooh. you've eaten it and they is make it like their... fried chicken um no I think it's I don't know. I think it's I gotta look grilled. this place up really quickly. I haven't Plants. had it in two years. Um, but it's so, it's just so good. All their stuff is like super. You can tell it's like good ingredients. It's not like um, French fry and uh, Oreo vegans. You know, it's like oh, this was like real vegetables and stuff. Their shakes are very good, and then uh, they have a house ranch that they make themselves. So it's oh. a vegan ranch. It is better than real ranch. I wish I could just buy and ship containers of their ranch to myself um, because it's so freaking good. Well, that was a very glowing review. So I would say if any of our webheads, I mean, if that didn't convince you to go there, I I don't know what will. I'm upset that I can't get it. It's and it's got like immaculate vibes. It's kind of like seventies burger joint. Like you know the the aesthetic that Loki goes for. Imagine that, but like yeah, in a, like in. I mean, it's also West Coast, so like oh, you're always around sunshine and palm trees and stuff. And then you go in, and everything's like kind of orange and retro. And they're like, hey, here's like some really high quality fast food that's not huh. going to make you feel like. Shit. 
when you're done eating it. Well, I can go for that. Yeah. Check it out if you ever get the chance. Yep. Get the ranch. <laughs> um, Bring some back for Zach. Yeah, please. Uh, it, plant power, if you're listening. I know Indianapolis. Yeah, wow, that sounds like, I mean, that was a free, oh, I thought you were going to ask for a sponsorship. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, sure, cool, but. Um, Plant Power, that was your only one, okay? I, Everybody I would, gets one, nobody gets two. I was going to say, come to Chicago. I'm not even asking for Indiana because I understand that that's not a priority. Come to Chicago and I will come to you. Yeah, Zach and I will road trip if you come to Chicago. I go to Chicago all the time. I love Chicago. Yeah. Um, man, now I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> have you ever been to the Mars Cheese Castle in Kenosha, Wisconsin? What it, wh- why would I, why would I go there? Dude, every time what, I go to what, Chicago, I go. How random of a place would that be to, to go there? Oh, it's wait, like, I think you told me that you always go to this place. Last time, or like last year when you were at Chicago, I think you sent me a picture of yourself like eating somewhere. And dude, you were like, I always go to this place when it I'm was in Chicago. Definitely the Cheese Castle. Yeah, it's like anytime I'm going to Chicago, I'll build in two extra hours because it's an hour north of Chicago. I'll go there. I'll, really three hours, I guess. I'll go there. I'll eat and I'll come back and do whatever I was already going up to Chicago for. But it's like all uh, Wisconsin cheese. They've got the world's best cheese curds. They've got um, ham and cheese sandwiches. They've well, got. Next time I go to Chicago, I'm gonna. I'll see if uh, my buddy that I go up there and visit wants to make this trip. You should. It's it's cool. Yeah. They've got a grocery store. They've got their own butter beer. Um, yeah, I'm just hungry. I, I well, talk about too much food. Give yeah. me just a second. Oh my gosh, we're never gonna finish. Just kidding. Okay. All no, right. go get a snack. No, it's not, it wasn't that. Um, Alyssa was calling me. I think her and her friends are probably seeing if I'm still potting. Oh, okay. I'm just going to text, sorry, potting, what's up? Um, okay, well, should we move on to the next one? Yes. Take us, okay. take us home, John. Issue 81, same creative team. Pretty intense cover. Kingpin and Hammerhead are on the on the cover in the background. Spider-Man, Shang-Chi, and Iron Fist are on the foreground. And the first page on this issue is like the most uninviting thing I have ever seen to read. It is... I, I'm not going to count them. I could count them, but it is one page with a million different word bubbles on it and i mean i just kind of skimmed them all zach i don't know if you took the time to like read every single one but it's pretty much meant to convey like peter is just like walking through the halls of his school like a zombie and all of these different conversations are going on around him but we don't really see it's just like a bunch of random sentences that just like what are you doing today? Blah, you know, it's it's like everyone having their different conversations. So there were a couple that I figured I'd I'd call out here. And they're kind of Easter eggs. I, I just thought. counted. There's 93 word balloons. That was terrible to open up the issue to. Like that that makes me this page makes me think about when I was like in school 
and they'd be like, "Hey, when you're doing your PowerPoint, you know, don't don't fill the whole thing up with words. Nobody wants to read that. You know, just put like a couple bullet points on each PowerPoint slide." And it's like somebody should have taught that to these people. Okay, so what are the ones you wanted to hit on? Okay, so there's a couple down in the bottom that are like, Schmoopy, you're a Schmoopy, you're a Schmoopy, and that is probably a Seinfeld reference, which we know that they've done some Seinfeld references before, um, because that's like uh, a Seinfeld episode where they call each other Schmoopy. And then there's another one where they go, what's podcasting? That one cracked me up. And I was like, what? They had podcasting back then? I'm sure it was very early on. Yeah. So uh, did you have any that you wanted to, wanted to like, focus on? Um, I yeah, know. I think this is the same conversation um, as the schmoopy one. I, you just get the sense that there's some annoying couple somewhere. Some, they say something like, I love you. I love you, too. Would you I love you so much. I want to strangle you in your sleep. I want to eat your feet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you love me if I was actually a supervillain with giant robotic scorpion tail? These kids are crazy. Yeah, they are. Um, so, and, and you know, kind of once again, like, this issue is only 19 pages why jam all of that onto like one page? I, I don't know, but um, but it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. So Peter ditches school again because he's just like walking around the halls. You know, he he doesn't care about it. That's kind of and and he ditches school and he goes swinging around and he swings by the NYPD because he wants to talk to Captain Gian DeWolf. And right when he gets there, he's, like, outside the window of it, and one of the cops shoots at him because he gets scared. And then, uh, you know, he and DeWolf end up going outside to talk. That's some great social commentary that even in whatever this was, 2005, 2006, they just – they're like, oh, yeah, cops get startled and instantly start blasting. <laughs> That's um, true. That, that cop started blasting. <laughs> Also, I have to point this out just because it's the start of a running gag in this series. So, can you you see the panel, the very first panel in the uh, yeah? Is it the Scarlet Witch outfit? Yes. Why? So that's a running gag. It's a. That'd it's be- about to be. This is the start of it. Okay. So they're like the police have a lady dressed up like the Scarlet Witch. Uh, but it's not actually the Scarlet Witch. We've seen the Scarlet Witch in the Ultimates before. This is a, a black lady in her, like, 616 outfit that the Scarlet Witch in the Ultimate Universe doesn't even wear. But this lady saying, I'm not crazy, I'm not crazy, as they're walking her through the police department with her, with handcuffs on. Hmm. Well, I can't wait to see this bit return. Yeah, it will quite a few times. <laughs> so Peter and DeWolf are outside talking and Peter tells her that he needs her advice with something. And he kind of explains the Kingpin hammerhead situation to her. 
And DeWolf was like, hmm, I heard Hammerhead died. But he wouldn't be the first mutant to come back from the dead. And that's what, didn't you tell us that last week? That, like, Hammerhead was supposed, he, like, died but, but didn't really die? Yeah, apparently he died in Ultimate X-Men. But then Bendis was like, uh, I want to use him for this story so he's alive again. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure that didn't upset the guy who wrote X-Men Unlimited at all. Ultimate X-Men? Ultimate X-Men, yeah. There, there actually is a, a X-Men Unlimited, but uh, yeah, that book, the Ultimate X-Men, I think it just kept getting passed into so many hands. I don't I don't think any one person was really keeping track of what had happened in it. Yeah. So I think Bendis was kind of, you know, he was like given auteurship over the Spider-Man universe. And at this point, whatever he wanted kind of yeah. trumped whatever had happened in the ultimate okay. X-Men. Um, so Spidey tells DeWolf that Fisk asked him to take care of Hammerhead. And DeWolf asks if Spidey took Kingpin's money. And uh, Spider-Man's pretty insulted. He says he wants to put Kingpin in jail. And DeWolf tells him that he should he should go over and take care of Hammerhead because a bad guy is a bad guy. And it doesn't matter if, if Kingpin told him, Spider-Man about him or if Spider-Man just found him himself. You know, he should go and handle it. And just as she's saying that, DeWolf gets a call saying that there's something going down in Chinatown. And she tells Spider-Man that if he rushes over there, then he should beat the police. And and I like her, Zach. I, I know you don't really like Captain G.N. DeWolf, but, you know, she seems like a good, a good little ally. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can't can't say you're wrong. So why don't you like her again? Uh, I just don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, that's not cryptic. <laughs> um, so then we cut to Chinatown seven minutes earlier, and it's Danny Rand going to see Shang-Chi. And Shang-Chi and Danny talk, and maybe maybe you might have to explain this a little bit more clearly but here's what i got shang chi has been protecting like chinatown from like gangs that are sort of like trying to run the place um and it sounds like they're like you know they're just taking money from the businesses and shang chi's been kind of protecting the businesses and just then and and he's explaining this to danny and just then hammerhead walks into the restaurant that they're eating at and he says to his goons, this is the guy that's been stopping the payments from being made. And he's pointing at Shang-Chi. And then he shoots him. And he says, there you go. Now no more problem. But we see Shang-Chi on the ground. And he looks up. And he caught the bullet in his hand. And then he throws Hammerhead out of the restaurant. And a big punch-up happens. That's sick. <laughs> I know, and it, so does he have superpowers? Oh yeah, Dude. he has the ten rings. Yeah, but I don't really know what that means in the terms of the comics or the Ultimate Universe. Because we've seen him before, and um... he got a team up issue. Bendis yeah. clearly likes him. He was like ahead of the curve on the uh, Shang Chi revival. Really? Yeah. Nice. Well, so. 
Everybody starts fighting, all of the goons, and Shang-Chi's like, hey, man, you should probably use your iron fist. And Danny's like, oh, I, I said I wasn't going to use it again. But but I think he uses it because he starts fighting. So do you think he's just normal fighting or is he using the iron fist? I think he's normal fighting because it's not glowing or anything. Okay. He's just using good old-fashioned martial arts. Yeah. You know, anyone could Which do anyone it. Which anyone can do. Yep. With enough training. <laughs> Yep, exactly. Anyone can get their fist to to light up and glow. I've been trying the last couple days <laughs> since I read this. Uh, so there's goons everywhere. They start fighting. And Hammerhead's kind of like got a gun pointed at the fight. And he's picking his moment so he can shoot Shang-Chi. And right when he's about to get a clean shot off, Spider-Man swings in and punches him in the face almost breaking his hand in the process. And while Spider-Man is like, oh my god, my hand, I think it's broken, Hammerhead grabs him and has a gun, like, pressed up against his head, and he's about to shoot him when Black Cat shows up and says, you hurt one hair on my boyfriend's head, and me and you are going to have words. And then she looks over at Spider-Man and says, hi, sweetie, miss me? And that's it. And that's the issue. I know it didn't take long to go over. It was a short one, and most of it was that fight. You were so worried when you got to the first page, and it had 92 or 93 <laughs> word bubbles. Dude, when I, saw, when I saw it was 19 pages, I was like, oh, nice. Zach gave me the shorter one today. And then I opened it to the first page, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me it's every <laughs> week with this <laughs> and um yeah and then and then it did go it did go pretty quickly you know i i would have actually liked a little bit more if i'm being honest yeah i would too you know um, i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised if these issues have like a word count that they're supposed to hit like they get written with a certain amount of words you know keep it between 1500 and 2000 words or whatever whatever it is you know and so many of them got taken up on that first page that <laughs> i don't know it just maybe that's why that there just was it just wasn't a very long issue and a lot of it was fighting i don't think that's how it works at all i think the comic industry runs on deadlines too much for that to be practical okay but that is that is a funny thought. No. I'm wondering why they didn't – someone should have said, hey, we're getting pretty close to 100 word balloons on one page. <laughs> and they could have fit in like seven or eight more to get there. <laughs> that would have been funny. funny. That's, that's, what, that's what they should have said. Hey, we're getting pretty close to 100 word balloons on a page, so we should probably add some more. Surely you there's know, some kind just, of record. Just, that could have been broken there. Dude, they probably broke it. This is probably the record. Yeah. Um, so do you have a rating scale for this one? Um, Out of 100 word balloons? <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to um, say... Yeah, you can go first. I'm going to say 78 word balloons out of 100. Because okay. I am intrigued. You know, it was another setup issue. But I am intrigued to see where it's going, especially when they brought Black Cat in. I'm like, oh, yeah, love that girl. Let's get more of her. 
Yeah, I think we kind of have different. Um, I don't know when I, they keep bringing in people. You know, I already had my issues with the last one was like Moon Knight was there and Iron Fist was there and like Elektra, you know, was introduced and we still like barely saw her at all. And then and now in this one, Shang-Chi is there and like Iron Fist is there again. And now here's Black Cat at the end. And it's just like, man, I feel like you guys can't decide what story you want to tell here, you know, Um so I actually I said this one wasn't as good. It was pretty short. Lots of fighting. I'll give it sixty out of a hundred word balloons. Okay. Well I just which is I still guess you're good. Just which not is a, which is still which is still good. You're just a fake black cat fan. You're you don't I'm not stand even a I'm not even Miss a black Felicia cat Hardy. fan. I don't. I don't stand her. I don't care when she comes in. I'm like <laughs> this this girl. Yeah. <laughs> um I did notice something that was kind of funny. It, it technically hasn't happened yet, but it seems pretty clear that it's going to. Uh, when we got the ultimate team up issue of Spider-Man with Shang-Chi, I want to say it was Ultimate Team Up number 19. It ends and says and they went their separate ways and never saw each other again. And now here they are, like three or four years later, oh definitely about to meet again. Gosh, did we get them? I think we got them. Let's see. Let me try, and I, I'll have to. I'll have to find the ultimate. Uh, you might be able to find that one quicker than I can. I'm not trying. Oh, okay. I know what I'm talking about. I I noticed it when we did that episode, and I was like, "Huh." Well, I know. Okay, well then, I'm not even going to look. I'm just going to say that we got them. I know that Shang-Chi is going to come back in the Ultimate Spider-Man, so that's kind of weird that they're saying they never saw each other again. Wow, twice in one episode we got them. Yeah. Do okay, better, put, Marvel. Put in the, yeah, put, make sure you put in the uh, alarm bells here, Zach. The alarm bells. It used to be a ding that you would ask for. No, it's like the blaring red siren. That's what I always picture in my head when I tell you to put in the noise. The funny thing is I never have because it's so much work to like the, like the, the laugh track and the bleep that I have, I already had to go to like some site and download a link. And I'm like, Oh God, this is going to give my computer a virus. Well then maybe, maybe. Okay. So you have a laugh track and you have a what? A bleep. Okay. Maybe just put it in a bleep then. Oh, okay. When, when we got them, you know, okay. and that way it won't be too much extra work for you. Or we can just say we got him and it's no extra work for me. So so earlier in this issue where I said, okay, Zach, put in the alarm, there should be a beep there that our listeners heard. Okay. And now they're going to get – they're going to hear that and, and be now like, they're gonna... what was that? Exactly. Did they just curse? And then they're going to get to hear this conversation. Okay. And you're going to put it in maybe. <laughs> <laughs> emphasis okay. on maybe yeah um okay so this this shot of hammerhead about to shoot peter in the head as spider-man do you think that kills spider-man if he pulls the trigger absolutely well then he should really be dead right now like why is a hammerhead shooting him he just walked up and shot shang chi immediately like yeah. so he doesn't have a problem just killing people you know and now, and now Black Cat shows up and like monologues to him. Just shoot yeah. him. 
If you hurt one hair up, pow, bang, <laughs> it's over right there. Yeah, it should be that way. But he's the hero of the story. So, yep, yep. The rules don't apply for him. He has plot armor, John. Yes, plot armor. Exactly. All right. Cool. You got anything else about these issues? Um, no. What's next? What's next week? Oh, boy. Next week, we are going to be in issues 82 and 83. And, and do you know, does that end the uh, Warriors? It sure run? doesn't. We've got another one after that. This is a long one. This is a long one, and I don't really like the title of it, Warriors. Yeah, what would you have it be? I mean, I don't know. That's not my job. <laughs> so Fair I, my, my job's to to come on here and talk about it. Okay. So you're a critic who just says that thing is bad. Yes. Yes. Nothing else to add to it. <laughs> yeah. No suggestions. I just find fault. Okay. okay. Yeah. You no, know, that's okay. the- I mean, we could probably think of a better title for this. Um, what's happening in it? <laughs> There's like a million different superheroes that keep coming in. Who could be the warriors? Who, who could who 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 are all warriors? <laughs> Webheads, think on it and suggest <laughs> us what this should be it called instead of what the professionals named it. Yeah. Okay, that seems good. Yeah. All right. You got anything else for Spider-Man? Um, I don't. Uh, what about anything else? So I'm starting to think ahead about our um end of the year like one year anniversary episode or if it's at the end of another episode that's fine i'm thinking about awards okay Okay. and so i've come up with kind of a a uh way for us to give these awards and some ideas for what they could be so i thought about this um every i've got i've got 10 awards and I'll see if you like them, and we can. I'll name them here, and we can be thinking for the next couple weeks about okay. like what you would put for each one. So it's not just a spur of the moment thing. Um. So I said I will list two nominees and have one vote for each of the even numbered categories, and I'll get one nominee and two votes for the odd numbered categories. And you'll have the same rules, but for the inverse, you'll have two nominees and one vote for the odd numbered categories and one nominee and two votes for the even numbered categories so that we're each getting the exact same amount of like sway, but there will always be of three nominees. There will always be one selection that got two votes. Does that make sense? Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. And so I thought these are the these are the categories. Favorite cameo hero. So like other than Spider Man, someone that whenever they show up to help him, we're like hell yeah, love that. Okay. Favorite side character. I was gonna say favorite main character in this book, but it felt like it's it's literally just it's Ultimate Spider Man. It's Peter's book, and then maybe so the everyone, next. So everyone else is a side character. Yeah, Mary Jane okay. is obviously a main character. She's in every issue, but beyond that, it, there, there was not really a competition. So okay. favorite side character would be like, I'm going to say your Mary Janes, your Gwens, your Aunt Mays, your who, you know, 
people yeah. that we regularly see. Yep. And then you're uh, Ben Urix. Could be. And then unsung hero, best barely used character. So someone that we want more of. Could be Hearth Michelson. <laughs> or Ben Urick. Or Ben. If yeah, if that's your answer, I'm not trying to actually give you ideas, but whatever that <laughs> means to you, best barely used character. Okay. And then we've got favorite story arc, because I know the issues will be too hard, but you can say, oh, I liked the one where blank. <laughs> what if we said our the best barely used character was Uncle Ben? That's a, that's a he's, fine he's pretty, answer. He's pretty barely used in Spider-Man comics, generally. Which is funny, because this series was definitely <laughs> the most anyone had ever seen of him up to that point. Is it? Yeah, he survives like the first five issues or something. That's true. And, and yeah, Andy's in movies. TiVo, you could even say. <laughs> as as a character? Well, he's in the home video. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, um, mo- moving on, Zach. Okay, number five is biggest goofball. Okay. Number six is biggest piece of work. So I know we've already narrowed it down to a Mount Rushmore. Now of that Mount Rushmore, who, which one is the who worst? Who is on that Mount Rushmore now? Dude, I thought you were keeping track. Okay, let's try and think. It's Osborne, right? Doc it's Ock. Gillette. Yep. It's Doc Ock. And we kicked off Mrs. Stacy for someone. And we kicked off and we kicked off Justin Hammer, I believe. Who so was there's the other person? Fourth, there's a four. Yeah, somebody else is on here. Um, did we kick off Justin Hammer? I mean, I guess we can just put him on here for now, anyways. I we'll know just... for a fact we removed uh, Mrs. Stacy for yeah Doc Ock after he killed that family. Yes, yeah, I remember that at the at the at the air yard. Oh, yeah, R.I.P. Look at us. We're already looking back fondly. I had a family I loved, getting I killed. I loved it when Doc Ock killed that family. Or the guy for his house. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, hey man, nice place. Snicked. <laughs> okay. Um, so what? Okay. So that's one, two, three, four, five. Uh, no, that was six. So favorite got, cameo hero, favorite side character, best barely used, biggest goofball, biggest piece of work. Number four was favorite story arc. Oh, okay. Favorite story arc. Okay. Number seven, scariest villain. Oh. And then number eight is favorite bonus issue. So anything not from Ultimate Spider-Man. Super Bowl. You don't have to tell your answer here. I am. That was the best. <laughs> Number nine, least terrible Ultimates member. Oh, this is a tough one. Wow. Because my gut... Zach, you can't tell me these things and then not expect me to talk <laughs> about them. Because my gut wants to say Captain America, but but is Janet the least terrible one? You know, a lot of bad stuff happened to her. Well, I'll have to think on these. You were right. You were right to give me these in advance. Yeah. Um, and then 
10 is uh, biggest distraction. So that's any non-Spider-Man related topic that we keep bringing up on the pod. <laughs> okay. Okay, that'll take some thought also. Do you have any categories that you want to add? Um, is that 10? That's 10. Let's see. Um, no, I don't know. I'll try to think. Maybe, I'll, yeah, I'll try to think on some. Maybe I'll have some for next week. Okay, sounds good. Just cut all this shit out. Here, let's let's try this again. That's great. That's the perfect way to do it. <laughs> I'm sure the listener won't see the same problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> I came up with it pretty quickly. I was no, more I, concerned I, with the categories than yeah, the rule. No, I think I think that this is good. To I think I think that's good. I also think somebody somebody always gets the rubber the rubber vote. Or, yeah. yeah. And I think we both agree on a lot. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's just for fun. Yeah. Well, tell that to Ben Urich. <laughs> are you are you gonna are you gonna say every answer is Ben Urich? No, unfortunately, he's not gonna get any of mine because I don't care that much about him. That's why I that's why I picked him because I was like I won't be voting for him. <laughs> Do you just hate him or just ambiguous? I'm I like Ben Urich. I like Ben Urich, but but he's not the. And now, if there was like best news news reporter, yeah, I'd vote for Ben Urich. Hell yeah, yeah. I mean, there. I think there's like an embarrassment of riches with this series. You know, like there are good characters. Yeah, there are like him that can go under the radar for a long time because you know. Yeah, you got Spider Man stuff going on. That's the only reason we probably won't have the same answers on a lot of these because there's a lot of. You know, depending on the day, I might think I might, you know, vote differently. Right. Like, I think we we probably went a good year without seeing, like, Kong at all. And then all of a sudden he came back and we're like, oh, my God, Kong's back. Yay. Yeah. So does that mean he's the best barely used character, the biggest goofball or the favorite side character? I mean, Kong... Kong is a favorite in all of these categories, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It could be like the Oscars. You know, there could be like one one winner for the whole night that, that just, just takes sweeps. home everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, I like this. I'll think of, uh, I'll, I'll try to think of a couple categories myself. Okay. Cool. Um, you got anything? Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I got something small. So. A lot of my free time this the past couple of days have been taken up watching Dexter. Have you ever seen that? I watched the first season. So uh, something made me just want to start watching it again. Um, like I saw some little clip of it. And it's on Showtime. So I don't have Showtime, obviously. So I had to like get a subscription. And it's like a free seven-day trial. So I'm just going to burn through this series. Watch like as much as you days. can in seven days. Because I'm not paying for it. That's hilarious. Um, and then, okay, here's the actual thing that I have. And listeners, I want you to write in and tell us this also. Because I'm, I'm, I'm making a poll. Okay, Zach, you are making a Christmas playlist. What's the first song that goes on it? 
All I Want for Christmas is You, but oh, not that's... the Mariah Carey version. Oh, no. The My By Chemical who? Romance cover. Wow, I might have to listen to that. I don't know if I've ever heard that. When I was in college and I was just a little I actually made like a because I was like, <laughs> everyone plays the same songs all the time for Christmas and I want to be different. I literally made like. So an, I'll play the same song, but by someone else. Yes, I made an emo and pop punk Christmas CD. And some of them were like original songs like You'll Shoot Your Eye Out by Fall Out Boy. But most of it was just that. That's awesome. It's um, not. It's mine, very mine, lame. No, it's no, it's not. Um, have you ever heard of Letters to Cleo? Do you know it that sounds, band at all? Letters it from sounds Cleo, familiar. Maybe? I definitely have um, not listened to them, but it sounds like I've, I've maybe heard of them. They make a Christmas song that's kind of like an angsty. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd say punk because you'll like get on my case if you hear it and it's not punk, but <laughs> something. <laughs> But it's called it's it's just called like the abbreviation of these words. But it's called "Where the f- are my presents?" Like W T F A whatever M P or something. And it's it's a jam. It's on my Christmas playlist. Um, I'll check that out. But but my first song would be "All I Want for Christmas Is You" by Mariah Carey. Um, but you know what's interesting is I asked like ten to fifteen people this, like kind of asking other teachers, and then at, at bowling on Wednesday nights, I was asking some people just just see what they had to say. And the first like ten people I asked all had different answers, and the last like three people have all been "All I Want for Christmas Is You" by Mariah Carey. I saw, well, but a- yours wasn't by Mariah Carey, so never mind. Right, right. I just wanted to be different. Um, I saw a Reddit thing that said, what is the most, like, recognize, I don't, I forget how they asked it, but like, what's the most known song of the last 25 years that's like, it's just, everyone knows it everywhere. And people were oh, saying, like, really good, you know, guesses like Uptown Funk or, yeah, just stuff that, you know, yeah, by Usher, like stuff that everyone yeah. hears. And then someone was like, no, guys, there's an easy, obvious answer, and it's all I want for Christmas is you. And De- people were like, definitely. damn, I can't beat that. Yeah, that is true. Because that is, everyone hears it all Christmas time. It's so smart because, you know, other songs will try and wear you down for a whole year. It just has one month of dominance every single year. And that's why every year it comes back, and it's such a jam. Yeah. Um, well, that was it. That's all I had for us. Uh, no, nothing really too too crazy happened this week. Uh, the Colts just won this game, by the way. Let's go, I know, you, I know you don't care. I, I, I don't, but I'm still happy for them. Yeah, I That's think I great. saw something that, like, if they won this game, their playoff odds shot up to, like, 65%, and if they had lost it, they would have fallen to, like, 30%. Well... Wow, we won 30 to 13. Yeah. And I say we because I'm obviously the biggest Colts fan in Indiana. <laughs> he didn't even know they were playing today. He's like, I'm out <laughs> I'm out of the fantasy playoffs. Football doesn't exist anymore. Well, it exists on Sunday, but I can't keep track of like, football games on Saturday. It is weird that they're doing this. I don't know why yeah. I thought anyone would like that. I mean, I like football, but like... It's so easy to miss an NFL game on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, I think the next one's just about to start.
in about oh. a half hour, so it'll be perfect. Sweet. Thank you to Ian Hickey for our music and Alyssa Seaman for our artwork. And thank you to all the webheads for listening and leaving us a review or a comment. And I've actually got a comment for us here, Zach. Ooh. I know. So this is from Noir Hacks 2099 um, and it's on YouTube. And he said, or she said, loving the podcast, but I had to come to the YouTube channel to ask, will you guys cover Miles Run from six from 160 until at least he gets in the 616? I feel like you should because it's still the 1610 universe, but it's completely up to you. Also, fun fact that I wanted to tell you guys, I just bought all the issues of Ultimate Spider-Man in singles, the actual single issues comics from one half to 160. I even have all of the Ultimate team up. Keep up the good work, and I can't wait to see your guys' reaction to the arcs coming up. I feel like they will make you guys freak out. That's That seems like a really impressive comic book collection. That is insane. That is, like, amazing. I can't believe that because even, like, I'm pretty sure issue one is, like, pretty collectible and hard to get. As I was going to say, this whole thing together must be, like, a huge collectible. Yeah, as far as modern comics go, and a lot of it, you know, wasn't, like reprinted later it's just it was kind of mass printed when it happened 20 years ago that must have took a long time to assemble and i salute you oh that's really cool how satisfying probably was it to get the last issue to have like one through 160 except for number like 132 and then to get that one Actually, yeah. you know what? That's that's a good question, Noir Hacks twenty ninety nine. What was the last one that you got? What was the hardest one to collect? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was that one half one. I mean, it could have been anything, but the half yeah. one is like was yeah, that was even hard for us to find online. Yeah. Um. Also, I'm noticing their their username is probably a reference to uh like Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, well, both of them. So. Is that the same one? Is Spider Man Noir the one who's twenty ninety nine? No, twenty ninety nine is Miguel Herrera. That's, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, thanks for the comment. We always appreciate them. Thank you so much. Yeah. And um, you can find us, the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast on Spotify or Apple Music or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And you can come and chat with us and leave us a message on Instagram, First Read Podcast. Send us an email at firstreadspidey at gmail.com or find us on YouTube, uh, First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast. See you next week. See ya.